You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So uh, let, let, let's uh, wrap this up talking kind of what you mentioned before with RJ Barry being out. What is the deal with Cam Reddish and Evan Fournier? Because questions seem to loom, continue to loom about their status after the Mavericks loss. You had an injury to Brunson, the injuries to top, and then Barry goes out in that game, uh, that, which meant that many less experienced Knicks were forced to log major minutes. But neither Reddish or Fournier were given a chance to spell them at all in the game. Derrick Rose got some time, but that was it. Uh, both players, when asked after the game about their status, essentially said they had no communication about their role. Uh, uh, Fournier says that he's he's not had a, a clear uh, idea of what's going on. He said that he, you know, expected an opportunity to come soon and it hasn't happened. Uh, Redis basically said, look, I don't know ish <laughs> about the situation, so don't don't ask me about what's going on. Like, I'm just sitting here just waiting for whatever's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, do you feel like at this point the Knicks are handling things properly with Reddish and Fournier given the injuries? Yeah, I mean, there's there's really no way to handle uh, correctly, perfectly handle, you know, a, a situation when you tell somebody you're not good enough to play on my team. You know, like to his credit, Fournier um, hasn't caused any waves. Reddish hasn't caused any waves. Um, from what I've seen, they've been supportive from the bench um, and from all reports, they've been, you know, ideal teammates and, and same with Derrick Rose, even though he's gotten back on the rotation of late. Um, but I would expect at least one of them to re-enter the rotation. Um uh, Steph Bondi of the Daily News reported that um, Barrett's going to miss at least a week um, for what apparently is a significant laceration of his finger. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It was one thing for McBride to play 40 plus minutes uh, against Dallas Wednesday, uh, Tuesday night because, you know, the heat of the game, you know, it's, it's tough to bring somebody cold, um, you know, late, you know, they haven't played, they haven't, you know, ramped up their activity. Um, you can't really game plan for, uh, you know, uh, Barrett missing, to, you know, playing one minute and then being sidelined. Um, but now they've had two games. They know what to expect. They have the injury report. They know that Barrett's going to be sidelined. So you have to adjust accordingly. Um, so it'll be fascinating to see what Tibbs decides to do. Um, that may be dependent upon, you know, what, what uh, Spurs are all active, you know, if, if, if Sell and, and Johnson and those guys, maybe you want a little bit extra defensively. So you let Cam Reddish, um, if you're worried about some shooting, then you, then maybe give those minutes to Fournier, see if he can knock down some threes, get hot, maybe start off with Fournier, see if he can, um, you know, find his stroke and, and, and knock down some threes and give the team some life. Um, but as we've talked about in, he has not excelled in that bench role. Um, if, yeah you know, relegated him from the starting lineup you know, to the bench. So, um, but yeah, I, going forward, you assume, um, and that's part of being a professional is you stay ready. Rose has done a good job with that, um, you know, practicing and preparing as if he's going to start, even when he was completely out of the rotation. Um, we'll see if those guys make the most of their opportunity um, beginning Thursday night for San Antonio. Yeah, it, it is odd. I mean, I did not get to watch Tibbs's last press conference and I don't want to, you know, get after the guys on the beat because they do a great job. But someone needs to say, what is happening with Reddish and Fournier? Like, the fact that we actually don't have an answer. Like, I know we're not getting an answer from the front office. But the fact that we actually really don't have a real answer from even Thibodeau about what the deal is with these guys, I think is a little ridiculous. Like, if they're just on ice, and I know you know, maybe you don't want to say, okay, we're not playing them because we're going to trade them. And those, those some teams are have no problem saying that. Like, there are plenty of guys. Jay Crowder has not played a minute this year. He hasn't even been around the team. So some teams do say that. They say, yeah, we're not playing this guy because we're going to trade him and he doesn't want to be here or whatever. Um, 
But okay, let's say you don't want to do that. I think there there is something that you can say to kind of let it make it clear that these guys are just just not gonna play. Um, you could say, you know, yeah, we, you know, we're just looking at other guys right now, and you know, something. It's just the, the idea that you watch that game unfold and you say, okay, we're gonna they're gonna have to get minutes to somebody. I mean, Julius Randle went back in in the se- in the second quarter. He had three fouls. Like like Quentin, like uh, IQ had three fouls. Like there were there were. The, the fact that it's a miracle that yes. the Knicks played that game and nobody fouled out. Yes. Because the amount of foul trouble they had. Jericho Sims had three fouls early. Like, the, the ref were calling it really tight. It was not a well-officiated game again. But, like, there were all these fouls. You had all these injuries. Tibbs got lucky that things didn't get worse. Like, what happens if some of these guys did foul out? Like, were the guys going to get in in the fourth quarter where they hadn't played now for a whole 38 minutes, 40 minutes? Like, like something – it's just it's just it's poor strategy to go into a game saying that you have two players on your roster that are active that just can't get in the game for any reason, even though they're able bodied. And if there is another reason outside of basketball for why that's happening, then I think that they owe it to uh, the fans watching these games and watching them blow these games that 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 they explain why that's happening. But you have nothing. So it, it's I think my educated guess is that these guys are going to get traded. So they don't want them to get hurt before they get traded. I don't even hate that being the reason, but just tell me the reason. Like, like the fact that we don't even know, and I don't trust uh, this front office or trust Tibbs to, 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 to for that to be the only reason. They could very well just be, you know, Tibbs don't want to play them. He don't think they're good enough, and that's it. And it's like, okay, I mean, I don't love, definitely don't love Fournier. Uh, Cam Reddish comes with issues, but then like you go into a game like that where you don't, you, you would have had no choice but to play them. Had certain things bounce a different way. And it seemed like he would have been flat-footed. Seems like he wouldn't have been ready. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Yeah, the 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 one the knock against Tibbs um, from a lot of folks is his rigidity. You know, he gets set in a certain pattern and takes a long time to kind of adjust. Um, you know, we saw that over the first twenty three games of the season when the Knicks fell. You know, three four games under five hundred. Then he slimmed down the nine man rotation, made the decision, and then went in that direction and it was successful and paid off with eight straight wins. But then guys are starting to get worn down in a nine man rotation, and and yeah. RJ was playing too many minutes, and Randall was playing too many minutes, and Brunson, we you, you know that the beating he was taking. Um, so maybe mix those guys in. Um, I understand you're you're walking a fine line there because you don't want to mess with what has success, but sometimes you have to look at the bigger picture and understand to kind of adjust on the fly to avoid a four game losing streak is if right. you, you know, had maybe kept those guys fresh down the stretch um in the in in one of those first you know few games or one of the earlier games in the season um but yeah I, I mean as far as as you know so it was easier for the Knicks not to really address the issue because Cam they was because right. you win it you know it, yeah. when, and as Rose and Rose flatly said it like, like I can't complain because we're riding an eight game winning streak I, I look like an idiot if I if I you know these guys are prideful players you don't make it to the NBA without wanting to without thinking you're better than the guys that are playing um so it's it's a very tricky situation but at least one of those guys will escape um the bench going forward so uh that's some, certainly something we'll keep an eye on Thursday night that's interesting so you 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 think that it it, it is 
almost certain that one of these guys will play uh, on a Thursday night. I assume so. You know, again, really? if, you, if you if you take Barrett out of the rotation, I don't, I don't, I definitely, certainly don't assume um, that that Tibbs is going to go with a, a nine man rotation. So I assume that one of those guys will will, will fill in because they're talented enough. Yeah. You have to see what they bring to the table. And again, um, you know, it's not like it's a playoff series where you know you know if the, you still got three four months left in the season, um, you can't play McBride forty plus minutes. You can't play IQ. There were four Knicks that played forty four um, th- that yeah. played, I think over 42, 43 minutes. Um, you know, even if they you could tell by the end of overtime they were exhausted yeah. and, and again the, the, in the heat of a game you don't have time to game plan and strategize and you know went to overtime you don't expect it to go to overtime just holding on holding out hope that you can close it and then to bring in a guy cold after he sat the first 40 50 minutes of a game to play the final two minutes of overtime is is, is not fair to the player either um so but again yeah i think going forward um adjustments will have to be made certainly Interesting. I think if, if if somebody plays, I think it's Fournier, but I think there's a great shot that neither of these guys still play. I think there's a shot that Sweden Kyloos maybe gets into the rotation. I just it just seems strange that up until this point, um, given some of the things that have happened recently, that neither of these guys gotten any shot. And I know Byron's not hurt, but to me, it's just a convenient exa- a reason to maybe give someone else a look, uh, another young player on that bench. Say, okay, let's see if uh, what Sweden Kyloos could do. I like, think this. I, I, I would be really. I, I would be surprised if these guys still play. I'll be honest. I think it's one of the instances where the front office comes in and says, "Listen, let's try to boost these guys' trade value a little bit. Maybe if if Cam Reddish looks bouncy in 15 minutes, um, right. you know, a team that's on the fence, maybe the Lakers say, okay, you know, we're desperate here. Let, let's try to figure something out.' Um, very interesting comments made by LeBron James last night, as an aside, saying basically, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not I'm not here to play out the string if I want to compete. So uh, we'll see how the Lakers handle that. Um, and uh, also the Mavs, you know, just watching that Mavs game made me think like they need to address their lack of of of, of uh, you know help around Luca. Um yeah. don't waste the same you know it's kind of similar in a weird obviously at different ends of their career but you got you know you got Luca you know essentially ready to you know ascend to the top of the NBA mountaintop but doesn't have help on his side um when when LeBron James maybe has a year or two left at his prime um and is playing alongside guys that that can't get the job done but um outside of that tangent um semi related is the the trade talk is going to start to heat up a couple days away from January which means we're six weeks five weeks away from the trade deadline um yeah, it's easier to say we're not playing these guys because we're winning. Um, but if you choose to play Svee Mikhailuk over those guys, I think that kind of knocks their trade value down a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's not dramatic one way or the other, but yeah. um, obviously um, it, I think that that it could be uh, viewed as sending a message to the league that you really don't trust these guys. Um, whereas we're winning. So that's why we're, we, we went in an opposite direction or we don't want to trade them because they're you know afraid of getting hurt and, and impacting their trade value. But now you're kind of forced. Um, so if you continue to, to chain these guys to the bench, I think that sends a message. Um, so I would, I would assume that, that, for, you know, for, for multiple reasons that uh, those guys get an opportunity to kind of, um, if for no other reason, um, obviously, um, reduce the wear and tear on the uh, on the eight guys remaining in the rotation but also potentially boost the trade value because remember reddish was playing i think on that on that on the west coast road trip 
it was averaging like 37 minutes a night for like a yeah. four or five game stretch there. So, and at that point, you know, you know, people were saying, Oh, is he a part of the rotation going forward? I would assume his trade value at, uh, at that point was higher than it was now. Um, so maybe it kind of catch lightning in a bottle guy has a few good games and, you know, so some players willing to roll the dice. Yeah, it should be interesting. Knicks Spurs tonight, uh, Thursday night, 8 p.m. in San Antonio. We'll see if Fournier and Cam uh, get off the ice and they, and they, they get some action. 